So you're probably asking yourself, how to successfully grow a facility management company in today's digital age while still remaining profitable? You know that marketing should probably be in the mix, but you may not know the best approach, the newest strategies, or which digital platforms to market on. So how do you use marketing to grow your effort business today? That is a question, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Javier Lozano Jr. and welcome to the Facility Management Marketing Podcast. What's going on everyone? Welcome to another episode of Facility Management Marketing Podcast. I'm your host Javier. If you could actually, if you see this in video, you're going to see my hair is like freaky out of control right now. I need a haircut really bad. But good thing I got one scheduled for tomorrow morning, which is uh, it's a good thing for everybody, including myself. Um, so today what I want to do is I'm kind of on a content kick on just talking about strategy with content and stuff. And I just feel as though this is an area where in the facility space, there's a lot of, there's a lot of opportunity um, that is being missed. And that's exactly how I was able to build my brand um, in 2019, 2020, um, 2021. Uh, and in the in that time frame, I was able to build my brand in the facility space by simply creating content and finding ways on how to distribute it correctly. And this was still me being a, a one man show, um, working for an HVAC um, company uh, called TMI Mechanical. And so, the 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 key here is positioning. It, it's it's positioning your yourself, not yourself necessarily like you, but like your your brand, your company as the sole expert on something. And so, you know, we were really, you know, we focused on commercial HVAC. Um, we didn't do a lot of restaurants. We did mainly like retail. Uh, and then we were good at refrigeration stuff. So like if you were, I don't know, like a gas station. So we did a lot of refrigeration stuff and then like antiquated old equipment and stuff like that. So with that, you know, like what I want to do is I want to kind of give you some tips on how to establish yourself as, you know, like how, how, to, how to write blogs and posts and create video and podcasts and everything else. Excuse me, I'm gonna sneeze right now. It, oh man, I wanna sneeze, but I just, it's just not coming. All right, sorry about that. Um, where was I? So creating content, like you want to establish yourself as, as the, the go-to and you know, there's different ways on how you do that, you know, what channels you pick, that sort of stuff. And so, you know, like the way I, I would probably position this is, is like being very strategic and methodical in how you approach it. So instead of saying that you're going to write all sorts of stuff or create all sorts of posts or publish all sorts of podcast episodes or jump on to be interviewed or, or create a YouTube channel, you know, like create, a, like, like think about digging a hole one inch wide and then going like really deep into it. Okay. So what you want to do is you want to pick one topic at a time. You want to focus on one thing at a time and that's it. Okay. So if you're a commercial, um, if you're, I'm sorry, if you're um, a facility management company and, and you've got like three areas that you guys just crush it all the time, like it, it could be like HVAC, handyman, and, you know, electrical, let's just say those three things, 
then pick one of those. And I'm like, all right, you know, we're going to, we're going to be focused on this thing. And we're just going to position ourselves as like the go-to so that when someone is looking for HVAC, um, and they find us and they're like, man, you guys are amazing. What else do you do? Then you can introduce other products or services that you offer. So you want to really kind of like think about the whole, like just laser focus. And we do this a lot at, um, at Rapmate and, and, you know, like we can wrap commercial vehicles and we can wrap personal, um, you know, personal vehicles. Right. But the thing is, is both customers are really looking for two different things. The, on the commercial side, they want their brand to look well. They want their, their colors to come out right. They want their, you know, uh, um, you know, the logo to look good. You know, like all, all those things. If, there, if there's like a, a slight little bubble or if there's a slight little crease in the wrap, like it's not going to piss them off because it's a work vehicle. That thing's going to get banged up to hell going to different job sites. Okay, like it's just, it, it is what it is. I mean, like I have a pickup truck and I, and I, I beat it up. So, you know, that's, 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 that's one thing. But then on the flip side of this, you know, we also are acquiring customers that are looking to get their personal vehicles wrapped. You know, looking to get their BMW wrapped, looking to get their Prius wrapped, looking to get their, you know, their Tesla Model X wrapped, right? And, and so those people, their expectations are way high super high and they don't want to pay a lot of money and those two things don't jive you know like you can't have like these high expectations and then like cheap cheap um ex, you know cheap uh way of wanting to pay for it hold on a sec so what's important to understand is is that though we can serve the personalization side we don't focus on that and so sometimes some people get frustrated with some of our ads and like, you know, why can't you do this? And why can't you do that? I'm like, we can. It's just that we're focused on this. You, you know, like Amazon, when they first started, guess what they didn't do? They didn't do everything. They started just selling books, you know, that that was their thing, you know, that that's what they focused on. Um, Apple, same thing. They just did regular desktop Macs. That's it. That was their thing. And then they started kind of diving into other things, but they built and they focused on one topic. And so you want to do that when you're creating your content is you want to focus on one topic, right? The next thing is that you want to write everything there is to know about it, like everything, okay? And if you're like, well, if I spill the beans and I tell everybody what it is, then they're going to they're gonna do it on their own. No, they're not. I, I promise you, look, let's just put it through this way. Do you know how many YouTube videos there are on how to teach you how to put wraps on a vehicle, there's hundreds, hundreds and hundreds of YouTube videos that show you how to do wraps. Do you think we're short on selling wraps to, to businesses? Hell no. Do you think those guys have time to wrap their vehicle? No. I mean, they barely have time to pick up the phone to purchase a wrap because they're, they're going to the next job. And so what you gotta understand is like a facility manager, uh, and, and like the director of facilities and the VP of facilities, they don't have the time to figure this shit out. But what they do know is that if you know everything about something, they know like, oh, this person really knows what they're talking about. This blog really does explain this or this post, you know, does discuss this really well or this video shows this really well. Like these guys know what they're talking about. This is amazing. That, that's different. It's positioning. 
you know, and I started this whole thing off with like, you know, how do you position yourself? So you want to write everything you know about whatever that specific topic is. So like I said, for HVAC, like everything. And that's exactly what we, that what I did at CMI Mechanical is, is all the content that we were producing was just on commercial HVAC. That's it. I mean, I was using it everywhere to the point where if you typed in commercial HVAC, see how mechanical type would actually pop up. Actually, I'm actually curious to see if it still pops up. Let's take a look. Let's see. Commercial HVAC. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. What do we got here? They've lost their, that's all right. There was a, there was a time and day. Now, if you put commercial national HVAC, I guarantee that will be at top somewhere. Yep. <clears throat> We're number one. I'm sorry. I'm not even part of the company. They are number one. <laughs> So if you, uh, so I, I got this, the, yeah, the company to, to rank for number one on this. That's pretty cool. So commercial national HVAC. So we, we focused on just really one topic. Okay. And just everything possible about commercial HVAC, you know? So, and there was elements of that, but we, 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 that's, that's what we did. All right. So the next thing is you don't want to forget like high intent modifiers. So high intent modifiers are basically like, you know, like it's a high intent word, but then another way how they might write it. So like, it might be like, if you're doing commercial HVAC, it might be like commercial HVAC slash R, or it might be national HVAC, or like, but like, if you're not trying to capture like residential, then you don't put that in, in, into any of your content. You don't put any kind of residential um, words or anything like that on your website, on your content, anything. And you, you, you make sure you put as much high intent modifiers to essentially kind of like get the algorithms on Google and even on, on just like Facebook or LinkedIn to be like, oh, this is about this. So I'm only going to show it to these people that show interest in these things. Does that, does that kind of make sense? So when you do that, then all of a sudden it starts narrowing your topic because Google really wants your topic to be very specific. You know, because what they don't want is they don't want, you know, the, to, to rank a site and then or a page and then like people are like bounce and be like, this is not what I wanted. And so, you know, kind of keep that in mind. Right. The next thing we're from there is you also want to start building internal links where it makes sense. So you're going to write this, you know, if you're going to write a blog and it's let's just say it's a thousand words. That blog, you, you might want to start sending links to different pages to help support the blog post or either other blogs to help support the blog post. So what I mean here is, is like if you write um, a blog about commercial HVAC in Arizona, all right, just as an example, and you know, you've got some like, you know, projects that you've been doing in Scottsdale, then what you would probably do is in that blog post, you would have something, you know, about, you know, a project in Scottsdale and then you might even have a page on your main site that is Scottsdale Commercial HVAC, just as an example. Then you would basically put a link to that. So you have internal links going back and forth. And what that does is it kind of just creates a little bit more link building, a little bit more authority. It tells Google, hey, this is you know important to this. On the flip side, when you're doing for like, you know, like posts on um, on LinkedIn, 
a you don't want to put po links in the con in the um, in the actual post. That's like a big no no. You want to put the the links in the actual comments. So that's a that's a big yay yay. Um, but supporting stuff in there, you know, like sometimes you might want to like maybe link to a, a you know a LinkedIn page or maybe link to one of your um, other pages and say like here's a link to this blog post that support what I'm you know what I'm talking about on this. And if you want to learn more about X, then here's another link to this. Like you create links to kind of help support each other. So like. Uh, on a blog post, the internal links is, is that's the part that I'm talking about. But like you can do this kind of in, in different ways. On YouTube videos, you can do this in YouTube videos. You can put links within the, the description of that, that YouTube video. And again, that helps kind of like solidify what you're doing. So if you're, you're creating like how-to YouTube videos, and then, you know, you can say like, hey, if you want to learn more on how we did this, like go to our blog post to learn more and it takes them there or, or watch this next video to learn how we break this piece down. Like, so what you're doing, you're, you're making these people go down the rabbit hole deeper and deeper and deeper. So they're spending more time on your website and the more time they spend on your website, then that basically says that your content's super valuable and people are like, this is pretty badass. So that's kind of what you're looking to do, okay? Um, so you wanna get into a rhythm of publishing for six months, all right? So that's another thing is, is that, so like we were publishing, pod, or, um, um, sorry, um, blog posts at Rapmates, uh, like to a point where we had, I think one post per week all the way out until like October or November, I forget, one of the two. And that started back in like May, maybe June, I, for, I forget. But we had content writers just like, you know, pumping out these things and it was great and it was, it was, you know, it was, it was good stuff. We were doing a lot of the work, but they were pumping out stuff and, and we'd kind of, you know, get it going. And that's, that's what it was, right? So, you know, what we did there is that created not just a cadence for us, but also it created a cadence for like the algorithms um, for like Google to come in and be like, oh, these guys are continuously putting out more stuff. And we did that same thing, that same strategy at CMI Mechanical. And I did that same thing for another Fortune 5000 company uh, about a year and a half ago. Same concept where we would put pump out like you know certain things, um, certain pieces of content like every single week or two pieces per week. And then we would take a quick little break and then we would have more stuff. And, and so you have to be very organized to do that. So. Not only do you have to like create the content, not only do you have to map it out, but like you have to really think about it, be methodical about it because you're trying to focus on one thing and then you have to be consistent. And I would say the hardest thing is consistency. Like I can tell you right now, like having a podcast, being consistent with this podcast is very, very challenging. You know, having a wife, um, you know, obviously, you know, obviously being married, having kids, having a full-time job, coaching my kids sports, um, you know, doing side projects on the side, doing house renovation projects on the side. Like it's, it's very tough to, to, to balance all that. But like, this is something that I, I make a priority, you know? So publish for a long time, six months minimum on, on this specific thing, okay? And then this is gonna help establish yourself as the authority, the go-to on whatever that is. And if, if you really wanna be known for something, like you, you've got to be able to like talk about it for days and days and days. And like, this is like, for instance, like marketing at one point you're like, might be thinking like, what else can he talk about? Like, 
I can keep going, man. I can I can keep repeating the same thing and tell you in, in ten different ways, and you're like, oh, that's something new. I didn't think about that, and I actually thought about that. But I've thought about going through some of my old podcasts and thinking like, man, I should probably rethink this one because you know I've done this so far, or I've I've kind of changed my thoughts on this. Like, there's there's a lot of stuff that I'm like, I I think there's a chance where I might be rethinking, you know, my positioning on what I talked about six months ago, twelve months ago, you know, all that stuff, and so. You know, what, what I want you to understand is, is that the continuation of publishing is going to establish yourself as an authority. And that's kind of how I've, I've been able to be established as authority um, as a marketing leader in this space. And, you know, I'm crushing it right now at Ratmate with what we're doing because of some of these things that I'm teaching you guys. So, like, I, that's, that's, that's how you establish yourself, Okay. And then, you know, the last thing is that if if you're writing content for your website and some of that stuff isn't ranking, like you can't find, you know, um, it, it just doesn't show up well, then you need to just do link building. And so link building is a completely different animal. And it's it's um, it's important to do it. You, you've got to do it. Okay. It's, it's a piece of the puzzle. I mean, we like us at Ratmate, we've kind of, you know, approached link building on an organic fashion where we do a lot of like affiliate partnerships with other companies that kind of have like, a, like a, we have a, like a, some synergies going on where we're going after the same demographic, but we are selling two different products. And so we, you know, create partnerships with those kind of companies and, and it's been great for everybody. Um, and so those links help, you know, build out to us, which is huge. And so vice versa. Same thing with them. And so, you know, when you do these things, how many pieces of tips that I could be one, two, three, four, five, six, seven things, these seven things, then you can start scaling up your site and becoming more authoritative on, on the topics that you're, you're doing. And then you can move on to the next thing. So then you can move on to handyman services and do that for six months. And you can move, then move on to like um, electrical services and do that for six months. You, you know, like those are things that will position you in ways that will, you know, it's just going to crush it. And, and so like, you know, what I like to say is that the best content has high intent, um, expertise level of design, sorry, expertise levels of, of just like really expert advice. Okay. Um, really cool design. Um, it just like the, the page or the site, you know, just goes really well. Um, and it's just stuff like the audience actually really wants. And so, you know, what I, what I'm trying to position you to everyone to understand is, is that don't be everything to everyone, you know, like I know that a facility management company is, is kind of that you're trying to be everything to everyone. And, and that's okay. Like I get that. Okay. I, I, I've, I've done a lot of like, like SEO and content marketing strategy for IFMs and, and have built them up really well. But like what I, what I want to kind of point out here is, is, um, if you focus on like, say, hey, like as a business, A, we generate more revenue per dollar, like on these three areas or these two areas, then double down on that. Like we do that with our company. Like, do we make money with personalization reps? Yeah. Do we sell as many as we do commercial reps? Fuck no. We sell way more commercial reps than we do anything else. So guess what? We're selling more of that. And so I've, I've literally have revamped our entire marketing strategy to where we're generating more commercial leads than we've ever have in the history of the company. You know, like we were going where we were generating roughly 15 to 20% commercial leads per month, 15 to 20%. So we would generate 5,000 leads in, in, in any given month, okay? 
and you know, just think about this, 5,000 leads times, let's just say 15%, that's 750 business leads, okay? Divided by five AEs, that's 150 AEs, or 150 leads, okay? Think about that. To now, if we gen our lead count has gone down, so let's just say it's gone down to 4,200, because that's what we're pacing right now. And we're at 54% right now um, of commercial leads. Okay, so that's 2268 commercial leads versus like 30, so I don't know. But it's so then you divide that by five AEs, and now that's 453. So I increased their volume of new leads per month by one by 300 percent. 300 percent, and the only thing that changed is how we maneuvered budget. We didn't increase our budget. Our budget was the same. We All we did is we were like, hey, this area right here is getting us better leads. Even though we hate this channel, it's working. Let's do some more damage in there. And that's what we're doing. We're, we're, we're doubling down and we're just going in all in on it. And the cool thing about this is, is like, it's working really well. Like we're acquiring leads at six, seven, eight, nine, ten dollars a lead. We're closing accounts at two hundred, three hundred dollars for you know customers. You know, like and and, and our deals are are just through the roof. And so, you know, like this is not a brag moment right now. This is like I'm pointing out that because we focused on commercial and that like being our 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 thing and we were like, okay, oh, how can we revamp this? And we're not done yet. Like there's another layer that I'm trying to peel back and that's gonna be adding in webinars. And once I add in the webinar element, then all of a sudden like these commercial leads, we might be converting at a higher rate. So like we're still generating the same amount of volume of leads, but like we're getting a higher rate converting and I'm helping the AE team reach their goals. You know, so this is kind of, when you focus and you establish yourself as like the go-to, then all of a sudden things start changing. And that's what you want to do. Like, so look at your property management company, look at your facility management company and be like, okay, let's, let's double down on these areas that we just crush it. And let's create content so strong and so authoritative that this is all that we are known for. And even though we do everything else, we can then bring up those conversations when they come in for one thing. Because let's be honest, if you have a good salesperson, they're gonna be upselling you all the time. You know, it's just part of the process. So, all right, I'm gonna go and just cut this. I gave you a lot of good information. So if you have any questions, you know, let me know. But um, three things at the end of the podcast I always ask for. Number one, please um, give us a five-star review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Number two, connect with me on LinkedIn. Uh, LinkedIn.com slash Javier, no, slash in slash Javier Lozano Jr. And then number three, please share this podcast with somebody else. Like DM them, um, send them a text message. Like this is how our podcast is growing. Like we're nearing 3,000 downloads. This podcast is growing. Um, it's been going for a solid straight year. And I've been 100% dedicated on just delivering and, and creating content and establishing myself um, and I've been, I'm enjoying this. I'm having a blast, you know? So, so yeah, that's, that's just kind of 
you know, those are the three things I always ask at the end of my podcast. But if you enjoyed it, give us a five-star review and uh, I appreciate it. Hope everyone has a great day. All right, guys. Thanks for taking a listen to our facility management marketing podcast secrets. Uh, this is your host, Javier Lozano Jr. One other ask I've got for you guys is, is to subscribe to our email list. You can go to bouldermediasolutions.com slash email. And that way you can get updates on some marketing trends that I'm seeing, uh, some strategies that I'm executing. And more importantly, I'll be actually launching some webinars and training that's going to help your company use marketing strategies to essentially grow your business. Uh, we'll be doing some training, uh, offering some courses, that sort of stuff. So you can always unsubscribe to that email list. It's no big deal. It's not going to hurt my feelings. This is more for facility managers, I'm sorry, facility management companies that want to grow their business by using marketing. All right, guys. Thanks a lot. And have a great one.